Not one, not two, but five things to be grateful for coming out of a pandemic. Is it possible? Is it real? Let's find out on this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal podcast. I actually had to take my hoodie off today while I was driving because it was warm outside. How is that possible? Almost at the end of February. Oh, it felt good though. It felt so good. Welcome back, my friends, to yet another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. Matthew is my name. Always good to know that you are one of those persons who is trying to find a little gratitude in the world by downloading this podcast, and hopefully that you are maybe using some of my thoughts and some of my words to maybe help you find and dig deeper into your life about how to find gratitude and to be grateful for the things that we have. I know it's tough. I've talked about it before. And as Father Vic used to say at the seminary, these are the times that try men's souls. And this year has definitely been one of those times. But this podcast is not about how to survive a pandemic. It's not about how to find ways to improve your life by acquiring things or improve your life by not acquiring things. It's really a podcast about being able to recognize ways to be grateful for the things that we have. And it is a challenge, and I find it challenging every day to find things to be grateful for. Now, others could look at my life and they could say, well, holy crap, I could find a way to be grateful for your life every single day. And I might say the same thing about their life. But, you know, we all have our worlds and we are all in our own place as to how we recognize what we have and where we're going. So I do think that it is a challenge and it's a good challenge, though, because I think it forces us to look deeper And I think it forces us to hopefully try to land on a path that makes us even better. So, and I constantly have to remind myself a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast. Because I hope in the end that this podcast is really an extension of what I should be doing in my life. And the operative word being should. Hopefully trying to find small ways to find gratitude in my life, to let other people know the role they play in my life and that I'm grateful for it, and some things maybe that I might have done incorrectly or wrong or just really screwed up. And hopefully someone called my attention to it, and hopefully I was able to improve it. I think all those things go into this podcast. That being said, I will say that here in Northeast Ohio, we had a pretty uh, decent day. My wife and I, which I'll talk about a little later, went on a little drive, a little excursion. And after being cooped up in the house all week, sometimes it's good just to get out and about. 
And I realized after a period of time riding in the car that I actually had to take my hoodie off. It was kind of warm and we had the heat on pretty high. And as we kind of went down the road, we kind of backed it off and then we went and backed it off. And then as it started to warm up and it started to warm up outside, I realized that, you know what? We're kind of rounding the corner. Now, March is weird. March is very odd here in our part of the world because March can be very nice. March can be very wintry. And we've had opening days in baseball snowed out at the end of March. So it always is a very wacky month. It could be the wackiest weather month of the whole calendar. But all I was grateful for today is that there were those little mounds of snow that looked like little fluffy pillows, like if someone took the stuffing out of something and laid it in the ground. That's kind of what it looked like today. And the grass underneath, the greenness of it just, it just makes you feel better. It just, at least it just for me. And the, the sun was out for a little bit. It kind of was peeking through some of the clouds and some of that gloominess kind of burned off. And it just, it put a joy in my step. I have to be honest with you. Also knowing that this coming Wednesday, that my wonderful bride will be getting COVID shot number two. And so will my parents. So this is good. I'm very happy about this, that they were able to work in to the shot schedule. And I don't know where things are in your state or where things are in your country, because I know that we do have some subscribers to the podcast outside of the United States. But here in the state of Ohio, I'm sorry, it's just been, uh, it's been chaos. It's been completely unorganized. There's no central place to go. There's no central place to find out information. I mean, common people are banding together, putting together makeshift websites so that they're able to give older, elderly people some knowledge about where to go and how to do it. It's really kind of a nightmare. And while our governor certainly can be lauded for a variety of things during this year of a pandemic, uh, organizing the shot regimen once the vaccine, some of the vaccine was in the state's hands, it's, it's really, uh, he really hasn't done a very good job. And so I'm just grateful that Donna will be able to get her second shot, uh, the Moderna shot. And my parents, they're on the Pfizer shot. They'll be getting their second shot. So for that, I'm very, very grateful. When I use my phone to surf stuff at night when we're watching television and maybe there's kind of a not really all that interesting part to HGTV that Donna might be watching, I will pick up my phone and I'll go to Google and do some searching for things. And, and what has come up lately was asking people to make a list of the things that they were grateful for for the pandemic, like what did you get out of this pandemic? What did you gain? What did you learn? And a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, I lost weight or I grew a beard or I tried to learn a language or I learned some things about my computer or I cleaned my house or I 
build a garage or whatever. I mean, people were like reeling off these things. And it got me thinking, if I had to reel off, let's say the five things that I am grateful for during this pandemic. And and I made this little list and I just really kind of wanted to briefly go over them because they all involve being grateful for something. And hopefully they all involve things that will be a part of my future endeavors or a part of my future gratefulness for things. I'm going to start off with number one, and I'm going to say how grateful I am that I have a new friend, a new pal, and a person who I've come to rely and depend on and someone who I admire, and that person is Mark Lee Shannon. And I'm not sure Mark listens to this podcast um, with a degree of regularity, uh, but even if he doesn't, that's okay. Uh, Mark is a person who I met while working on a project for one of my clients. And Mark is a musician. He's a very good musician. He has a, a good degree of stature in the musical community. He, for a long time, has played as a sideman for Michael Stanley Band. And here in Northeast Ohio, Michael Stanley really is a sort of classic rock god. Uh, maybe if he went over to Indianapolis, which isn't that far away, they may not even know who Michael Stanley is. But here, Michael Stanley is a very important person in the rock lineage in Northeast Ohio. And Mark has played as a sideman to to Michael Stanley. And But, you know, I got to know Mark not really as a musician, but as his involvement with the Rock and Recovery show. And Mark is a strong and vibrant advocate in the recovery community and has shared his thoughts with his journey in recovery on the podcast that we work with, which is called Recovery Talks, the podcast. And if I know I've mentioned it before, but even if you may not be in recovery, I think you enjoy the almost 15 episodes that have been uploaded that we work on where Mark talks to musicians but he also talks to other people who are in recovery and their journeys. And I think it's just very, and I've told him this before, I feel like that journey is a sacred journey. And when I'm asked to write something that pertains to the Rock and Recovery show, when I'm asked to contribute to content that is a part of the Rock and Recovery podcast, I do so with trepidation. I do so gingerly because while we're all, I think, as I'm learning, in recovery of some point in some way, I can't say that I'm an alcohol or drug abuse recovery. And rock and recovery does tend to focus primarily on those in drug and alcohol recovery. Now, we have touched on other places of recovery, and we will in the future because they're just as important and just as critical, I tread lightly in trying to understand those journeys because really it seems ironic because as a craft beer lover and a craft beer devotee to be able to contribute to the journey of these people, including Mark, I really regard as a a sacred opportunity. But even more so, even more so, why I'm grateful is because I think that there are people in your life whom you meet 
that are probably people that you could know for a long time. And I think I've mentioned this before. Donna has a way of, and, and I've seen this in action where she might meet someone for the first time and you can tell just in the 10 minutes of conversation that they probably could have known each other for a long time. There's just this, I don't know, symbiosis, the word. It's just something that they, they gravitate towards each other. And I feel that way with Mark Lee Shannon. I feel like there's things that we can say to each other that it almost seems like we've been pals for the last three decades. And really, we've really only been pals for, say, the last 12 months. And so during this time, I'm grateful for his friendship. And and he reached out to me the other day because I've been going through a particularly rough time. And he sensed something. And what he sensed was 100% on the money. And what he said to me was very uh, powerful and it moved me and it's actual it's actually you know, actionable advice that I can operate with and that I can work on and I thought it was just very intuitive and I told him that you're one of the bright spots of the pandemic for me this year and the fact that I am grateful for our friendship and I'm really grateful knowing that that is a friendship that will journey forward past the pandemic. If you've listened to the 60 or so other episodes of this podcast, you know that for a short time I worked in the restaurant business. And I have to say that I'm very grateful that I had the restaurant experience. I have spent most of my life frequenting restaurants as a guest. Now, I did work as a bartender a long time ago, but that was really for a very short time. So I really have very little restaurant experience. And I mention being grateful for my restaurant experience because I do believe that it has taught me to be more patient with the people I come into contact with, to be appreciative for where people are in their lives, and really to be in admiration of people who have chosen the restaurant and the bar industry as their career. And I had the chance to work with a number of people who, just listening to them talk, I know that they have devoted their life to making sure that you, when you go out to eat or you go out to drink, that you have a good time and that you feel like when you leave, you've received the most for your money. That is their goal when they walk in there and they're slaving over a hot stove or a hot grill. They are making sure that They've put in 19,000 steps on their pedometer already and their feet are hurting and it's only 9.30 at night and the place is going to be open till midnight. They're making sure that you're having an enjoyable experience. And it was through working with the public, but not even so much working with the public because being able to talk about craft beer with the public was the enjoyable part. It was the other things that I really had very little exposure to. Cleaning, mopping sweeping, doing the dirty sort of grunt work, and knowing that after putting in a full day of work that I was putting in five or six hours at the restaurant, 
and leaving my wife who suffers from dementia alone and by herself and worrying about that, it taught me what these people are going through. And while I don't put myself in their position, I do know that coming across people who bus tables, who are also bussing tables at two other restaurants, or they're delivering pizza for another guy Tuesday, Thursday, and you know Saturday night, and they're trying their best to feed their newborn kid and to make sure that their apartment, that they're not going to get evicted. And you hear these stories, and it just makes me so much more grateful for all of the times that people have waited on me and that servers have come to clean stuff off of my table and that somebody walked by with a broom trying to sweep up debris underneath my feet. And I would say to my guest or to Donna, I wish they really wouldn't sweep while I'm sitting here, knowing that really they're just, they have a certain number of tables that have to get done because, because there's nine other things on their list that they have to do before they have to close out or go off to their next job. And I was never appreciative of that. And I was never grateful of that before, but now I am. And the restaurant taught me that it taught me that I can dig a little deeper when I have to. And it taught me that being an hourly employee and knowing that you have three and a half more hours and you're tired and you're feeling kind of nauseous and you really don't want to be there. It made me appreciate that. And so I'm grateful for that restaurant experience. I don't know that I'm going to do it again. Maybe if called upon in a tight space once the pandemic's over and if someone needs a hand, perhaps I'll perhaps I'll give in and, and go back and help out. But I'm grateful for having had that experience. One of the things that the whole Alzheimer's experience has taught me about me and my wife is that we live in the real time. We live in the now time. There may not be conversations that I have with her. There may not be details that she's going to recall. And I've learned to get over that so that when I speak and talk about things, I know that I'm getting an appreciation of those things in real time. And that's just, that's good. And that can be rather demoralizing, but I'm making my peace with it because that is the hand I've been dealt. And I share some of those things in a letter several times a month with one of my best friends. And that friend of mine is Ron. And and we've known each other for over 40 years. And I, in those letters have an opportunity to share the things that I probably don't share with anybody else. And these are the things that probably the only other person I would share those things with are my wife. And I do share those things, but you know, being a caregiver is a lonely place and it can be a lonely place. And I was warned about this early on and it's coming to fruition and I'm not bitching about it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying what it is. And in these letters, I get to say what's on my mind. And the great thing about my friendship with Ron is that I'm just never judged about it. And he may have strong opinions and he may have a word of advice or he may have a phrase of caution. And I may take those 
phrases of caution and that word of those words of advice and act on those, or I may choose not to. That's not really the point. The point is, is that I get an unfiltered view and I get unfiltered feedback and I get to emit unfiltered dialogue through my writing and I enjoy writing and I should do it more. But I look forward to churning out these letters because I know that I have a dear friend who is going to listen to me. And we all need that. If you have that in your life, if you have that in your mate, you are a lucky person. If you have several of those people in your life, you are very, very fortunate. And I have several people, certainly, who I can speak with and who I can go to and I can share things with. But I don't know that I have anyone in my life who I've done this on such a consistent basis for this length of time, really over 40 years, as, as I have with Ron. So I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for every phrase that I get to put on paper and send. And certainly I'm grateful for the times that we get to spend together every year uh, when I journey down to Kentucky. And would it be great if it could happen more often? Certainly it could. We all need that. We all want that. We all desire that. So if you have that person or those people in your in your life where you can pretty much say anything and you need to do that, then you are a very fortunate person and you need to tell them that. And I was thinking on our walk and I was thinking on our walk when Don and I got back from our drive today, we were taking Izzy for a walk. I thought, you know, I need to do that more with a bunch of people to tell them what they mean to me because, you know, this telling people that you're grateful for who they are and what they mean in your life, I, I think it's very critical. I think it's very crucial. And I mean, certainly it gives the person on the receiving end a good feeling, but I think for you, it's it's good for the soul. It's good to just get that out, you know, on the surface and get that out in the open and, and really to make sure that they know about that. And I want Ron to know that. The other day when I was visiting my parents, I, my father got up, I brought him a cup of coffee, and he wasn't in a particularly good mood. And when my father's in a bad mood when you're visiting, it's just really a horrendous experience. But, you know, he's 92 years old, and that's the way it's going to be. And when he's in a good mood, it's just a great experience. And one of the things about the pandemic that, that's really messed things up is that I get to spend really, really small amounts of time with my parents. In many cases, I double mask. And lots of times I go in, I kind of drop things off. I sit on the end of the sofa. I ask how they're doing. And then I kind of leave. The, the visits are very short. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been bringing my father a cup of coffee and I've been bringing my mother a hot chocolate. It's something that Don and I do on the weekends, but my father likes really, he likes well-made coffee, like really rich coffee. And I brought him a cup of coffee the other day and I watched him get up because I put too much cream and he wanted to put like a little bit of water in it or something. And I watched him get up out of his chair and my father now doesn't so much walk as he does shuffle. And he was kind of shuffling off to the kitchen. And I was sort of looking at the silhouette of my father's face and 
I realized, it just hit me like, almost like an atom bomb. It hit me that I still get to visit my parents. I mean, this is craziness. I mean, Donna has no, as long since, you know, I mean, Donna, she hasn't had her mom going on 10 years now. And I have so many friends who don't have their parents, or maybe they have one parent, and maybe they have a parent in a nursing home, or maybe it's been decades since they've had their parents. And they'll say to me, boy, you're so lucky. You don't know how lucky you are. And I know that I am not grateful enough for that. And even when my dad is in a piss poor mood and I just want to leave, I force myself to stay a little bit longer because, you know, this time next year, maybe even this time next month, I may not have the choice to stay a little bit longer or to leave because he may be gone or both of them may be gone. And even though they tell the same stories over and over again and very much similar to my situation here at home, my conversations are very much in the now with them. They're not going to recall what I told them 10 minutes after I said it. And my father still does not remember what I do for a living. And that's okay. It just gives me a new and interesting way to try to tell him what it is I do. If you try to explain like Dropbox to 92-year-old people, like the concept of a network um, on a computer, it's very, it's, it's the most challenging thing. But I've learned in having to try to explain it over and over and over again that I'm finding new and different ways to do it. And in a strange way, I'm kind of grateful for it, really. <laughs> you know, even though they have really no conception of what it is, they seem interested. And so when I was watching him shuffle off to the kitchen to get more cream or less cream for his coffee, whatever I did wrong to the coffee, I just realized how fortunate that I am that when I'm putting the key in that door and walking in with beer or coffee or groceries or whatever, or just to you know shoot the crap with my dad about something, that I am very, very grateful and very, very fortunate that these two people who raised me are still living. And in August, they're going to be 93. And this makes me feel very good that even with shortened visits and double masks and making sure that I try to keep them as safe as possible, and I'm just very grateful that I have these times with him. And this is the fourth thing that I'm very grateful for during this pandemic. Today, during our drive over to Worcester, which is a community about 40 minutes or so away from where we live, and I was really just wanting to go for a drive. And Donna just likes to go for a drive, too, and she doesn't really care where we go. In fact, she doesn't even ask where we go. She just gets in the car. And in a strange way, I'm kind of grateful for that. Like, she's just letting me take charge. And I, she'll say, so where are we off to? And I'll say, you know, I'm not really sure. And she'll say, well, it probably involves beer because you're probably going to pick up some beer somewhere. And that's exactly where we we're going. I, a couple of times a month in my very limited budget, I try to buy like a pint, you know, of something to go from a local brewery just to make sure that I'm supporting the brewery. And we were on our way down to JAFB, which is kind of a favorite brewery of mine. And I said, you know, we can kind of kill two birds with one stone, even though I don't like to kill. 
I can, you know, find some beer. And then we usually try to find a coffee place. And it was just so great to be out and about. And, and, you know, this, this spirit of adventure that my wife has, I'm just so grateful for that. And it's always been that way. Always. I mean, she is just a trooper. She will just do whatever. And it's certainly worked in her life before because she was married to someone in the military and Donna's lived all over the world. I mean, she's lived in Hawaii and Okinawa and Germany and various states. And then she married me, some radio vagabond. And I, you know, took her around all these different places and she's living in, you know, St. Louis. And then she's living in Tennessee and then she's living in Washington, DC twice. And so she's just been such a trooper and she's, oh, where are we going now? Okay, here we go. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just grateful for that, that our times now are very present and very in the now. And those in the now situations do not have to be this luxurious thing where you're taking this magnanimous trip, spending a, a, a ton of money. I mean, our trip can be because I hear this place grinds really good coffee and let's go get a coffee and I'll get you a hot chocolate. And I don't care if it takes an hour for us to get there. And I have a person who's more than willing to do that. And I have a person who's more than willing to listen to the station that I kind of want to listen to because I'm in the mood for this. Okay, fine. And these are things that I'm very grateful for. And I've been very grateful during this pandemic that we've spent so much time together in just an inordinate amount of time because I will not allow her to meet with her friends. I will not allow her to go into a supermarket. I've been trying my best to protect her. I know that sounds ogre-like, but that's the way I've been trying to do things, and you know that from listening to these previous podcasts. And she has given me sort of carte blanche to manage her and I'm very grateful for that, that she hasn't really resisted a lot of things. And so I try to find little ways to, I guess, kind of reward her. And the other night it was ice cream and handles because you know, she loves the chocolate pecan. And today it was hot chocolate and, you know, being agreeable to sit in the parking lot while I ran across the street to the brewery to find my beer of choice, which is a Bach, by the way. And I'm a huge fan of Bach. And then to drive back some sun allowing me to stop and pull over in a parking lot to take a photo and just going with the flow. She's the best at going with the flow. And so I'm very grateful for that. So what are your five things? Your five things that you're grateful for. Find them, dig them up. I mean, share them with somebody, share them on a podcast, share them with the person you love, share them with your best friend, or maybe someone who could be your best friend. Because these, as Father Fix says, these are the times that try men's souls and women's souls and everybody's soul. And I know we're emerging, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So rather than take off the mask and do what you want, spend a couple of minutes and find those five things that you can be grateful for. And, sh and by all means, share them with that person, whether it's in a podcast or not. 
Obviously, you can subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. I love to, I love to log on and look at analytics from the person who hosts our podcast and to look and see the different places where people are downloading and listening and sharing. And I just think gratitude is very important. And I'm not the best at it by, all, by, by any stretch. I'm, sometimes I'm just really freaking terrible at it. And I need to be reminded about it from people like Mark Lee Shannon and Ron and my wife and, and anybody else who cares to chime in. I need to be reminded of it so much. And I want to make sure that, that you find ways to find gratitude as well. So, so please do that. And thank you. Thank you for downloading and tuning in to another episode of this, the Gratitude Journal Podcast. <laughs>